0: Hey, what's up everybody and happy new year. It is so exciting for us to be back together in 2022. Can you believe we are in a new year? Today is January 2nd. I'm so excited for us to be together as one church in many, many places. My name is Mike Burnett. I get to serve here as lead pastor, along with my wife, Stephanie, and our whole team. We just love serving you. And I wanna say a special welcome to all of our first time guests, those of you who are here trying out LifePoint Church at any of our locations or at any of our video venues. We wanna say welcome to you and thank you for being a part of our service. Also shout out to our online campus, which continues to grow every single week. We love being one church. In a lot of places in fact all of our services today are by video and i want to tell you why honestly uh, i've been pretty sick for the last week in fact I, I had a positive COVID test i'm feeling better i'm on the back end of all of it thankfully but in an effort to take as much precaution as possible i'm actually not in the room on a sunday because i care about you and i wanted to do my due diligence to stay away uh, during the time frames that i need to but a few of us on our team came in this weekend to record this message because I absolutely believe that this is a message for us today specifically. So I insisted to preach it and didn't want to have a guest fill in or one of our team members fill in. So thank you for joining us by video at all locations, at all services. Please, please, please lean into this message. I promise you, it is a word for you that will challenge you. All right. We are in day two of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. And I want to encourage every one of you to join us in some way with fasting during these three weeks. We always start the beginning of our year with 21 days of fasting and prayer. And I I want to ask you to restart your year with us this way. It's a great way to get your physical body under control, give some concerted energy to prayer. Fasting is one of the many spiritual disciplines that we practice at LifePoint. And uh, it's a Christian practice we believe will help us focus on God, give him our attention. It's historically... The act of closing your mouth, actually withholding or denying yourself from things you enjoy, food, drink, beverages, et cetera, so that you can enjoy more time to prayer. In fact, fasting without prayer is simply going hungry or taking, you know, being on a diet. But I want to invite everybody in our church to do some sort of fast. You can fast a meal per day. If you've never done this before, maybe give up breakfast or lunch every day or fast your favorite food or drink. You can fast all sugar and breads, fast all meals. That's what I tend to do every year or fast while the sun is up. Whatever you do, fast something and make sure you spend more time in prayer. Every time you start to crave that thing or feel a hunger pain, spend some time in prayer. As we have for the past few years, we're partnering our 21-day fast with Convoy of Hope for our annual 21 Days of Fasting for Hope. Man, I'm telling you, this is one of the greatest initiatives that we've gotten to be a part of. In fact, we started that here at our church about five years ago, and now churches around the country are joining us, and so you will be joining in with a lot of other churches to help provide clean drinking water through your time of fasting, and here's what it looks like. As you say no to your favorite food or drinks this three weeks save the money that you would have spent on those items, and then give it at the end of the month in our big offering towards clean drinking water. So in addition to your regular tithing, this would be an offering, right? Specifically, it'll help to provide clean drinking water through water filters, which is what we focused on for the last four years, but also now through digging wells and providing irrigation systems throughout the developing world. Clean water is one of the greatest needs our world faces, and your giving will make a big difference in the lives of people all around the world. I love that we get to partner our time of fasting and prayer and consecration to the Lord with helping meet the needs of so many people everywhere. So, thank you for being a part of that. It's going to make a huge difference. All right, I want you to hear this message in the opening of our series, Fresh Start. Everybody say, Fresh Start. We are actually taking a break from our act series to spend this five weeks in January in a fresh start series. And I've titled the opening message, reach up and reach out. Now, the reason I think this is a timely word for us, I'm I'm starting this fresh start series because as your pastor, I've just just watched over the last couple of years as the church, as a nation, as a body of Christ. And I just believe that we need to have a, a new beginning with the Lord. We need to have a do over, a start over, a fresh start with God. Anybody remember doing a do-over with your original Nintendo system? You know when the game would freeze up and you'd have to do a hard reset, so you pull the game out and you blow down the, down the center of the cartridge a couple times, and then there was a special way to put it back into the console. You had to get it right to the edge of almost in and then pop it down in there, and then your game would start back up. Or when your CD disc man, come on, y'all remember those? When they would start skipping, you pull your CD out, and then you got to give it your hot breath, your Get that moisture breath and then rub it off on your, your shirt sleeve or your kneecap and then just pray that Brian McKnight would never skip again. Come on, somebody. One last cry. All right. Well, I think uh, we need a do-over in the things of God. Honestly, as your pastor, I felt the heaviness for you as the body of Christ for our church for what we've gone through collectively, for the realities of our Christian engagement over the last two years, our our interaction with the body of Christ, with the church. But not only that, I mean, just watching over the last two years, the increase of civil unrest among Christians. Now, I expect that outside of the church, and I'm not surprised by that, by people that don't belong to God. But within the body of Christ, those of us that said yes to Jesus, there's been a sharp increase in civil unrest among Christians. Anger within the church, frustration among pastors, changes in our Christian behaviors, and even giving up our Christian witness. We've watered down some of our core doctrines and faith practices and some of our, our positions on things that we've held for thousands of years for the sake of cultural pressure or not wanting to be offensive. And actually the stats are showing that a large percentage of people since March of 2022 or 2020 have not just left church services or left the building opting for an online service, but many have left the church forever and if we're honest, have even left their faith. So what if we could have a do-over with God? What if we could be reintroduced to Jesus all over again with our entire relationship with Christ? Imagine if we let Jesus re-enter the room with us, like coming to, come into our lives again for the first time, like it, like it was the first time that we ever met him, and, and he said, here's how I want you to live your life with me. What if we could literally just start again with some of our disciplines, our behavior, our church participation habits, our passion for God? And what if we looked at the start of this year as a start of a fresh start with our relationship with Christ, a do-over? So that's what this series is designed to help us do. Today, I'm starting this series with a talk that I actually heard from my mentor. He's preached here before, he's one of the overseers of our church, and he speaks into my life regularly. Pastor Rod Loy from Little Rock, North Little Rock, Arkansas. This series will start with a large part of his message titled Reach Up and Reach Out. I believe his message is absolutely key for us having a fresh start with Jesus, especially with the last two years that we've lived through. Is anyone interested in that? Can I see a show of hands if you're interested in a fresh start with the Lord? <coughs> heard, I heard this sermon. And I immediately called and asked him for the notes so that I could share some of what he said then to you. In fact, in a moment, I'm going to share a video of something that he said he felt really impressed of the Lord to tell his church. And as an overseer of our church, I said, I believe that's a word for us as well. Let me just share some of this paraphrase, and I'll expedite where I need to. Pastor Rod states, 2020 was a difficult year. When COVID hit, people were forced to isolate from others Isolation feeds depression, addiction, all kinds of mental health issues. Isolation is unhealthy for the follower of Jesus. We are designed to be a body, the body of Christ, functioning in community. At the beginning of the pandemic, many predicted this would be the next great spiritual awakening in America. I believed that. In fact, I still believe it. They prophesied that as soon as churches reopened, however, that people would flock back into the churches, filling the seats, and thousands would come to faith. That has not happened. Instead of the Great Awakening, we've seen what people have called the Great Falling Away. Statistics have shown that at least one-third of Christians in America have abandoned their church. One-third. We all began to point to 2021 as a new beginning, and we couldn't wait for 2020 to be over, for the pressure to let up. But near the end of 2020, we had a very divisive election. People were angry, tense, and in some cases, violent. The pressure in America increased. I never thought it was possible, but 2021 has been worse than 2020. People are angrier, more offended, and even more irrational. Anger over vaccines, mandates, politics, racial issues, a myriad of other social issues that have led to even more division in our country. The pressure in America has increased. I've watched marriages end over vaccine disagreements and long-term friendships fracture over political opinions. My own family members and close friends have seen terrible division over these very same issues. Then about the start of summer, brought a new strain of COVID, the Delta variant. Case numbers went back up. People who once felt safe suddenly felt afraid again. The pressure in America increased. Inflation hit, groceries, gas, you name it. Everything costs more than it did a year ago. The pressure in America increased again. And even as life has gotten more expensive, millions of people quit their jobs. We're in the middle of what's being called not a great recession, but the great resignation. Businesses are shorthanded, can't find people to work. Jobs are going unfilled. The pressures in America has increased. The news media fans the flames of panic because more people watch bad news and controversy than good news. The pressure in America has increased. I wanna help you understand, news stations make their money by selling commercials. The more angry people are on, the more they're watching, the more people watch, the more they charge for commercials. Mental illness and mental health issues have dramatically increased. Domestic violence is on the rise, addictions are growing, suicide rates have increased dramatically. The pressure in America has increased. Sadly, the church has not been immune. I've watched people leave churches they've attended for years, even decades over opinions, not essentials. How we reacted at a certain thing or how we treated a certain topic, not the essentials of Christ and him crucified and the resurrection from the dead. How the church does things seems to have become more important than why we even exist Rather than rally around the cross and the love of Jesus and the witness of the gospel, the church has become divided over opinions. Sadly, I've watched church people attack other believers on social media, destroying their own witness. A large, numbers, a large number of pastors who have decided to leave their church and ministry. The endless criticism, attacks, and people leaving by more are just more than they can take. LifeWay Research stated, by July of 2020, Pastors' greatest pain point had become maintaining unity within their church. As their church navigated safety concerns, members of their congregation voiced differing opinions loudly, often reflecting the political leaders they listened to rather than the truth or the gospel. Tired and worn out, many pastors walked away from God's call. I would add to that as well. Many pastors have struggled with seeing the church as this unpleasable parent figure That's always there, and they love, and they adore, but they can never satisfy. I could go on and on, and honestly, I want to pull away from Pastor Rod's notes here, because I want to tell you, it's a new year, and we need a fresh start. Can I hear a big amen? Come on, smile, everybody. I just want to be honest about what we've come through over these last couple of years, and say, it's a new year, and we need a fresh start. And this message is going to pick up, so how do we respond? How do we have that fresh start with the Lord, and with his church, and with his word, And with his people. The word I use to describe the last two years is the word heavy. Can everybody just say the word heavy? It almost feels heavy to say it, doesn't it? I mean, the overall word for the last two years could easily be summed up in that word, heavy. I'm not talking about Marty McFly trying to understand the space time continuum here. I'm talking about the spiritual heaviness. It's all around us, and it's not from the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew, chapter 11, verse 30. He said, take my yoke upon you. This is the idea of, of being a, a, a servant alongside the Lord that we would, we would plow with him as two oxen together, right? And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you because there is a work to this walk of faith, right? And then he says, because my yoke is easy and it's light, whatever it is causing us to feel hard and heavy is not from the Lord. But we've punished God for his heaviness. We've said, well, I can't take it anymore. Or or we've held God accountable. Or we've rejected him or his church. Or we've replaced our time with God because we prefer to find our own ways of making things light again. But only his light, yoke, is easy and light. Hard and heavy feels like something is wrong and like something that's never going to go away. It feels like a burden and pressure that can't be lifted. A spirit of heaviness over the last two years feels like being constantly overwhelmed, discouraged, anxious, but we're not sure why, ready to give up on pins and needles, and a sense of not being in control. The circumstances of our world have proven that our world is broken and is fallen. But it's left us with a spirit of heaviness. I'm actually not surprised at brokenness being broken in our world. Sickness, calamity, social pressures, all the things that we're seeing. It's a result of the fallen world that we live in, but it's left us with a spirit of heaviness. I I made the comment at one point, I said, what's been unique about the last couple of years is it feels like, you know, at times over the years, like you'll have one pocket of kind of pressure, maybe it's just social, and then next year it's an election year, and then two years later there's some natural disasters that pop up, but it feels like over the last two years, all areas of chaos have been hitting at the same time. All levels of brokenness have been exposed at the same time, which have left us feeling heavy. People respond to heaviness with heavy responses. We exert control, we lash out in anger, we isolate, we turn to addictive behaviors to cope and to medicate. We choose being offended over extending grace. And we have to have an enemy if we're gonna be offended. So now we have enemies. It could be your spouse, your boss, your pastor, a public figure, someone random online that you just disagree with because you need an enemy. Satan tries to put a lot on us, but the spirit of heaviness is not from God. So church, I want you to hear this message. If you've felt heavy over the last two years, I wanna help you overcome heaviness. And I believe this word today will change your life forever and can change our church as well. I want to pastor you for a moment, and I want to ask you to trust God and lean into God because he wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to lift this heaviness off of you. The world may never get better, but you can. I'm telling you, this is absolutely true what I'm going to teach you today. Don't let the enemy tempt you to start making poor decisions. In the middle of heaviness, we begin to make heavy decisions and have heavy responses. Just some general advice. Don't make permanent decisions based on the temporary emotion of heaviness. Don't leave your church, don't divorce your spouse, don't move away, don't quit a job without another job lined up, don't say or post things in anger that you'll never be able to take back, don't quit your ministry assignment, don't doubt God, don't doubt his call on your life, don't trust your emotions or your feelings when it's heavy. So what do we do? That's where I wanna spend the rest of our time together And I want us to look at this promise from God for you. Honestly, this is a text that Jesus, in his first time teaching the Bible in ministry, Luke chapter four, he opens this passage from the scroll of Isaiah, particularly Isaiah chapter 61. And he reads this passage, I'm gonna read you today. And then he says, this verse is all about me, life with Jesus. You wanna have a fresh start with Jesus? You wanna have a do-over with Jesus? Read what he would say is about himself. Look at this, Isaiah 61, one through three. He says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, Jesus said. So if you wanna be close to the spirit of God, you gotta get close to Jesus. You have to grow in your intimacy with Jesus. He says, the Lord has anointed me to preach, Jesus says, to preach good news to the poor. Can I tell you, our world is so in need of something good to hear. And this is why we wanna point people to Jesus because he's still telling good news. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. CNN's not going to heal your broken heart. A new president, a vaccine, better financial outcomes, lower gas prices none of that is going to heal your broken heart. The anointed of God, Jesus Christ, is going to heal the brokenhearted. Finding an enemy and defeating an enemy online is not going to heal a broken heart. Only Jesus will. He said, God has anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Many of us are living in captivity of heaviness, unforgiveness, resentment, anger, bitterness, fear. But God has been given. The spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus to give us liberty and the opening of prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is a verse that I believe I want to just pray over LifePoint in our church over 2022 that we would experience this is an acceptable year of the Lord. Now, this means something totally bigger. This is about the coming of Messiah. This is about the the, the new reign of the kingdom of God. This is a bigger verse than that, But but if I can contextualize this first to our church for this year, 2022, can we just begin to believe that because we're gonna have a fresh start with Jesus, that 2022 will be the acceptable year of the Lord for us. Can somebody say amen to that? And the day of vengeance of our God. God will avenge your enemies. God will come after the ones that have hurt you and have wounded you and have taken advantage of you. God is bigger than your ability to avenge yourself. To comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. This is all centered on Jesus and our relationship to him, that we would have a fresh start with this Jesus. Many of us are trying to get our own oil, our own vengeance, our own wholeness, but I'm telling you, it only comes from Jesus. And then, this is the central verse I want you to see, that we would have the garment of praise, for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise. I want you to think about a jacket that you put on and that this garment would be a garment of praise, a cloak of worship, a robe that says, my God is so good. What is it for? For the spirit of heaviness. This is what we're fighting in our culture. This is what we're experiencing in the church. This is what many of you are facing and feeling right now listening to this message. And I'm going to teach you how to win, how to have victory because you belong to Jesus, because we're going to have a a fresh start with Christ. And then he says, that they may be called, man, look at this, that they're not called Democrats or Republicans. They're not called, you know, vaxxers or anti-vaxxers. They're not called uh, woke or, you know, that they may be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I'm telling you, we need a fresh start with this Jesus. When Jesus in Luke 4 reads this scroll to the temple, he rolls it back up and he says, today this text is fulfilled in your hearing through me. If you want to have all these things that God promises in Isaiah 61, you got to have a fresh start with Jesus and his church and you got to have a fresh start with his word. And that's what I want to teach you in this series. So, hey, I want to I pull away for a moment. And I want you to hear directly from Pastor Rod Loy. In the middle of his sermon, he said that God gave him a word. Now, if you're not familiar, if you don't come from a tradition that flows like this, right? We, we believe that the Lord still speaks to us. God is not silent. Now, obviously, God gave us the scripture, right? And this is where we predominantly are going to hear from God and spend time with God's voice and God's writing to us. But God also speaks to us through a prophetic gift known as either a word of prophecy, which is typically going to be a a preaching gift or an exposition of God's word, or a word of knowledge where God will gift us just an understanding and an ability to speak into situations supernaturally. And man, when I heard Pastor Rod share this, this is the reason, what you're about to hear is the reason that we shifted our whole January series for this Fresh Start series. Honestly, I was going to go back into the book of Acts in January after Christmas, but I knew that we needed to have a fresh start with the Lord, and that this prophetic word from, past, from the Lord that God gave to Pastor Rod, who's one of our overseers, so this is a word for us, this is a church that he oversees. I knew that God gave it to us and for us. So I want you to listen to this, and then I'll begin to wrap up with how to implement this reach up and reach out message. Check this out.
1: Here's what I sense the Lord saying to us today it's time to put off the spirit of heaviness. I'm the Lord your God. I've called you to be difference makers who are filled with joy and peace. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me. Take off the spirit of heaviness and put on a garment of praise. I'm ready to deliver deliver you and set you free to live the life I've called you to live, life abundant and free and filled with my glory. So worship me in spite of your heaviness. Praise me through your fear I want to change you before I change your circumstances. Do not allow the enemy to dictate your attitude or your actions. It is time to shine my light and share my love. I promised that in the last days I would pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'm ready to do that. So get ready to receive. That's what I believe the Lord would say to us. And I want to read it to you again because I know that was kind of quick because I, I, I want you to hear and listen to this in your own spirit. It's time to put off the spirit of heaviness. I'm the Lord your God. I've called you to be difference makers who are filled with joy and peace. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me. Take off the spirit of heaviness and put on a garment of praise. I'm ready to, to, to deliver you and set you free to live the life I've called you to live, life abundant and free and filled with my glory. Worship me in spite of your heaviness. Praise me through your fear. I want to change you before I change your circumstances. Do not allow the enemy to dictate your attitude, your actions. It is time to shine my light and share my love. I promised in the last days I would pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'm ready to do that so you get ready to receive
0: what an amazing work can we just thank god for that word really quickly come on everybody let's just give it up thank you jesus for that so what do we do with a word like that where do we go from here i want to give you two steps as you're taking notes now i know i set this up differently than any sermon that i normally preach here but i want to give you two steps and i want you to take good notes on this and it's it sounds really simple but let me unpack it for you and i promise you if you will follow these two steps It'll change your life, and it'll change your outcome, and you will have a fantastic year in 2022. Watch. The first one is we're going to reach up. We're going to reach up. Everybody say, reach up. Remember what the text said, that we have a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when you feel heavy, worship God. When you feel heavy, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's not natural or normal. You don't feel like worshiping. You don't feel like clapping or raising your hands or saying, praise the Lord. It may not be natural, but it's right. The biblical way to escape the spirit of heaviness is for you to decide to put on the garment of praise. It's, it's like when you tell your kids to put their coat on when it's cold and they go, I don't need my coat. I don't want my coat, but they don't feel like it. But you know it's good for them because you're their parent. In the same way, God knows it is good for you to just decide, just choose to put on the garment of praise. Even when you don't feel like it. Listen, do not trust your feelings on this. We've done that for the last two years, and it's made it heavier. I'm telling you to trust God and trust your faith in God. Listen, when the news has you down... Put on the garment of praise. When your family causes you pain, put on the garment of praise. When your health is not cooperating like me today, put on the garment of praise. When the political winds are shifting, put on the garment of praise. When social realities hurt and racial pressure increases, put on the garment of praise. When COVID doesn't go away, put on the garment of praise. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to learn to start thanking God more. Just say it. Thank you, Lord. Say it. Come on. Thank you, Lord. When you're in your car, during these 21 days of fasting and prayer, try to only have praise music on. I'm not talking about slow jam, boyfriend, worship music either. I'm talking about some upbeat, stomp your feet, get happy, praise music. Some of our worship music, it's great but man, it's so sappy, it's heavy. I feel like I gotta cry and get all down and heavy. I'm talking about a place for praise, a garment of praise. The worship has its place. I'm not trying to diss that, but I'm saying if you wanna lift heaviness off your life, you gotta lift your eyes and start praising God. I'm talking clap, shout, Run around your cubicle farm and just do a Jericho mark sometime. Jump up and down and get your praise on. Take a walk just to lift your hands and thank God again. You can't be led by your feelings on this. I'm telling you, you've got to be led by your love for God. As bad as it gets here, I know my God is good and he reigns and he's righteous and he's good to me and he's good for me. You've gotta put on the garment of praise. No matter what's happening around you, Don't you let it get heavy, you put on praise. I remember when Stephanie and I lost everything in a fire. I've told you this story before. And I was praying and believing God and commanding that my apartment would not catch on fire. And then it did. And I went and I took like a hundred yard step away to get alone with God. And I'll never forget, 24 years old, I'm standing out there, I'm watching everything I own burn away. My wife is totally distraught. We are losing everything we own. And I just stood there in that parking lot and I lifted my hands to God and said, Lord, I am choosing today to worship you and to praise you and to thank you. And I remember telling God, I said, I'm your son, so that's your problem, and I praise you today in spite of what's happening right now. Can I tell you, that's the way we overcome heaviness is by choosing to put on a a garment of praise. Listen, here's what it looks like. Instead of complaining, give compliments. Instead of asking for more, be grateful for what you have. Instead of always consuming the national news, start listening to the good news of God's word. Instead of always posting more, pray more. Put on your worship and praise music at home, in your car, put it on your AirPods. And I'm telling you, your countenance will lift. When you start saying how good our God is, man, all of a sudden, you'll see how small our problems are. Come on church. And by the way, come to church. This is part of putting on the garment of praise come to church. Like some of you guys have been watching and that's just your habit now. You ain't even afraid anymore because you're going to Walmart and Home Depot and work and everywhere else. So come to church and be on time for praise and worship. Don't just spectate standing there with your hand in your pocket, playing it in the background of your house while you're cooking breakfast. Get around other Christians, sing loudly, lift your voice, lift your hands, bounce and sway. If you got rhythm, I got CRD, Caucasian rhythmic disorder. It's a problem in my family. It runs in my family but dance a little bit, come on. When your pastor says something worth shouting about, say amen, hallelujah, put on the garment of praise. Can I hear an amen from somebody today? Romans 12.1, I'm preaching to an empty room, but I feel like there's a shout going on when I'm preaching this, so just back me up in there. Romans 12.1, Paul writes to the church, he says, present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual spiritual worship. A life of praise is a life of worship to God. Put it on every day. Live your life in praise to God. Every day decide that you're gonna put on the garment of praise. It's a lifestyle of worship and acceptable living to God. Hey, Chandler, Arizona, can I hear an amen from all the way in the desert? Can I hear an amen from you guys at the East Valley Dream Center? Come on, online campus. I know you're with me today. Now, first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna reach up Second thing, we're gonna reach out. Now, I know when I say this, you're thinking, okay, that means call somebody in a small group. That is a part of it. Resist the impulse, the impulse to withdraw and to isolate. Heaviness can lead to self preservation and then to selfishness. And you gotta fight that temptation and reach out to people. This is why you need to be in a small group. This is why you need to be doing life with other people. Do not isolate. Do not just do your life behind a screen and watch the world fall apart from behind your MacBook. But more than reaching out and just connecting with other people, I want you to reach out to be a blessing to somebody else because I promise you as bad as you think your life is, it ain't as bad as somebody else's life. And as tough as you think you got it, it ain't as tough as somebody else has it. I've heard stories of people in the COVID ward, in the hospital, praying for their nurses because they know I may be suffering here, but I'm gonna see the Lord soon, but I'm gonna pray for you because your work is incredibly difficult. Can I ask you to reach your hands out to serve somebody else this year? This is part of putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses one through three, the apostle Paul writes this. Talk about a church under pressure. Paul says, he's writing to the Corinthians, he says, we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that's been given among the churches of Macedonia. These are Christians in Macedonia who are under extreme pressure. Look at this. In a severe test of affliction, they're being persecuted, by the way, their abundance of joy and extreme poverty have over... When have you ever used those two things in a sentence before? Their abundance of joy and extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity... On their part so this macedonian church was under extreme pressure paul goes on to say they gave according to their means and i can testify even beyond their means he he goes on to say they begged us for more opportunities to be a part of relieving other people's lives there's something about extending your hand to somebody else and serving others and reaching out the macedonians were under incredible pressure their lives were heavy They were facing internal and external issues, persecution, poverty, but rather than isolate or give up or woe is me or just wait for the end, they reached out to others. They chose to turn their pressure into a blessing and an answer to prayer for somebody else. One of the greatest ways to put on the garment of praise is to help lift the countenance of praise in other people. I'm telling you, serving others, giving generously, doing something for somebody else will take the focus off of you and all the pain that you're dealing with. I'm not telling you to avoid your issues, deal with your issues, but give yourself to make life better for somebody else. Give the opportunity to make someone else's life better. And then they rejoice and you walk away more thankful and more hopeful. Jesus modeled this for us. Remember in Mark chapter five, he was rushing to heal Jairus' daughter. Jairus was a local leader. He was under pressure to get there because she was about to die. And on the way, he healed the woman with the issue of blood. He was interrupted to bring healing to this other woman. He was under pressure to get there, but he let that interruption become an opportunity to heal her and then to build her faith. It's a story we still talk about. It lifts our faith and our hope when we read that story, but he was under pressure, even on the cross, Jesus in the worst pain of his entire life, hung naked in front of his mama, I mean, carrying the weight of the whole world's sin, he took time to forgive and to invite the thief on the cross next to him into heaven along with him and to make that guy's eternity better. Jesus didn't take this as an opportunity to go, hey man, you had your shot, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. Instead, in his time of pressure and suffering and heaviness, he reached out and he made a difference in the life of someone else. I want you to reach out. I want you to make a difference in the lives of others. We have so many opportunities for this at Life Point Church. I wanna give you some dates to write down or some things to write down uh, for you as we move forward through the rest of this message. I want you to realize we have multiple serve days for you to serve this year. I'm, I just want you to put them on your calendar. Don't wait till the two weeks before and hope that we beg you into to doing it. On March 26th, on July 16th, on November 5th, serve days, as a church, I would love to see us break the thousand mark of people who get out and serve at every location in every city that we're a part of, in Chandler AZ, all of our online campus people, we have our serve shirts for you. You wanna wanna break against the spirit of heaviness with the garment of praise? Serve, we're giving these dates for you now so that you have them. We wanna invite you to join or rejoin the dream team and become volunteers at your church again at every location, listen, open doors, lead worship, play a guitar, rock a baby, teach a class, Pour coffee, clean a room, serve on a dream team. Some of you have unenlisted from your dream team over the last two years. Some of you have said, I'm taking a break. Well, I'm gonna wait and see what happens. No, no, no. It's part of you breaking the spirit of heaviness off of your life to get out, get up early, make it part of your worship and devotion to life and a garment of praise And say, I'm going early so I can serve first before I receive in my service. I wanna encourage you to give generously in tithes and offerings and also give like you never have before for clean drinking water. If your life is heavy, I promise you giving generously will lighten your life. The kids and the families that will have clean water because of your generosity, man, you're gonna change their life forever. Join one of our serve teams. We are still helping towards tornado victims. I would love if you're in Arizona and you wanna send a team up, if you're at one of our online locations gathered up in a living room and you wanna send a team to Kentucky, we've got it on our website at LifePointChurch. project still happening to serve the tornado victims. In fact, just this weekend, more tornadoes came through uh, South Central Kentucky, hit Hopkinsville, Russellville, and we will engage. I, I just wanna put it out, local outreach in particular, YAPAC is one of our amazing partners. We donate goods to them. We go on team with them. We go on the ground with them. Get involved with our local outreach here. Serve widows, serve the homeless, serve the hungry. And then also I wanna encourage you, participate in a short-term missions trip this year. This is one of the greatest things you can do. In fact, take your whole family on a short-term missions trip. We can go as close as YAPAC outreach here in town. We can go to the Nashville Rescue Mission. We can go to all kinds of locations here in the country. We have partners all over the country and all over the world. We will put trips together for you and your small group to go and be a part of. But listen, if you wanna come against the spirit of heaviness in your life, Go serve people, raise the money to go serve people, like spend yourself to serve other people. And I promise you, when you make their lives better, God will start lifting that heaviness off of you and you'll start praising God saying, I can't believe the Lord uses me to do this. Last one is (coughs) small group participation. Be in a small group, lead a small group. Lead a small group, open your home, open your life, open your heart, share Jesus with others. In fact, if I can be even more particular, lead a small group for the next generation. I'm I'm, going to tell you something. The future of our church is under the age of 30 right now. The future of our church, the next pastor of this church could be a kid in our kids ministry or a student in our youth ministry or a young adult who's just getting out of college or grad school. The next pastor of this church is somebody that you could invest your life into. The next lawyers and doctors and congressmen and, and police chiefs and the next... Uh, nurses and doctors and the next school board administrators, the next stay at home moms, the next world changers are in the next generation and they need you to lead and disciple them. Would you serve the next generation by investing? We've got our student ministry as a whole ministry full of small groups and we always need small group leaders, young adults, small group leaders, kids ministry, small group leaders. It is one of the most rewarding ways to reach out, is to reach out to the next generation. My father-in-law has this amazing attitude. He says, no matter how much I've achieved in life, no matter how much I ever acquire in this world, I'm still never too good to get down on the floor and be with kids. I'm telling you, the next generation needs your leadership. Serve, give your life away. Reach up to God and reach out next generation. This year needs to be different. This year we need a fresh start. We need a fresh start with God, a fresh start with his church, a fresh start with our devotion to him, with our connection to his church. This whole series is designed to teach us how to have a fresh start. Before we start into resolutions and new habits and behaviors, and of course we're fasting and all of these things are going on, I want us to commit that we'll set this year up differently. That this year will be a year that we commit ourselves to reaching up to God in praise devotion, a life committed to him, that we would just lift our hands and be a people known for reaching up to God. And also that we'd be known for reaching out to others, help others, make room for others, open doors of opportunities for others, bless others, serve others, give generously to make life better for others, help the poor and suffering, make life better for people who don't look like you. Jesus taught us in Mark 12, we are to love God with our whole self, mind, heart, soul, and strength. And we're to love people like we love ourselves. So let's reach up, love God holy, and let's reach out, love people like we love ourselves. This is the way of Jesus. And this is gonna be the way of Life Point in 2022. Can I hear a big amen, everybody? I wanna close this in prayer. When I say amen, I'll hand it to our campus pastors at every location, even our Rossview location. So don't go anywhere, but let me close this out in prayer because I believe this is a right now, word, for our church as we head into this new year, that we would lift the spirit of heaviness and have a garment of praise by being a reach up and reach out kind of people in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that it is active and it is alive and true and transformative for us. God, that it is forever changing us. And I thank you that that ancient prophecy from Isaiah 61 still rings true, that Lord, as we focus on you, God, as we grow closer in our devotion to you, that we would see the spirit of the Lord upon you, anointing you for the good news, to heal brokenhearted, to set liberty to those who are captive, opening prisons, proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord, even the day of vengeance of our God. God, that you would comfort all and console all and give beauty for ashes and oil of joy for mourning. And God, that we would take on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lord, help us to reach up to you more. God, that we would unashamedly go all in in our devotion to Jesus. And Lord, that we begin to reach out and extend our hands to other people. That God, we give our lives away. That we would say, Lord, you can have us, people can have us, we can be spent at the pleasure of God Almighty. Everybody pray this with me. Come on, pray it and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Say, God, I believe this word. I wanna reach up to you. I wanna reach out to others. Say, I'm all in. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Say, I confess my sin. I ask for your forgiveness, your mercy, and by your spirit, I will live for you for the rest of my days. I'm all yours. I'm all in. I will put the garment of praise on my life. In Jesus' name, to God be the glory. Amen and amen. God bless you, Life Point Church.